Hey, Broadway people, I'm back. And we're here discussing the movie A Chorus Line this time, so don't go too far. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Broadway Breakdown. One singular sensation. Every I love this song. I love the little like cat thing yes. she does. <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome to Broadway Breakdown. This is our chorus line film discussion. Uh, last week I was not here, but Jackie took the lead and did a wonderful job with that. Of course, with James Lott Jr., um, who's always a great co-host with us. Um, so. Just to get into this a little bit, we're going to start off with, of course, our hosting names. I was about to say news, almost forgot it. <laughs> I am bfips14 on Twitter and Instagram, bfips1214 on Snapchat. And Jackie, where can they find you? I'm 123JackieB on all platforms except for Snapchat. I'm JackieB123. Um, and like I said, we are now going to start with our news that's always brought to us by BroadwayWorld.com and Robert Diamond, which we always thank him so much for giving us this wonderful news. Uh, we're going to start off with Laura Michelle Kelly and Jose Lana will lead the King and I National Tour, which is going on tour, I believe, at the end of this year. Um, I know it's going to be in San Francisco in December, and I think it's coming here in January to Los Angeles. Um... Jose was in The King and I on Broadway and basically got begged to do the national tour. I love that. You know you know, it's a good quality actor when they're like, you have to do this. You Please. have to do this. Um, and then Laura was in uh, Mary Poppins and she was recently in Finding Neverland. Uh, so that should be a good show. And if you want more info on that for tickets and for which cities it's going to be in and at what times, you can go to uh, thekingandiTour.com. Uh, and, then- and I think this is the first time it's toured in a while or is that... I'm not sure. I didn't actually look it oh, up. Oh, yeah, I don't... I don't remember it touring at all, like, through my youth. I just right. remember the movie. <laughs> right, I remember the movie. That's so why, like, it's same thing. I remember the movie, and I'm like, I feel like it hasn't toured in a while. But, again, you know, tweet us, let us know. Yeah, if you guys know anything different, let us know. Um, Come From Away lands its, uh, its home on Broadway. It's going to pre- begin performances on Broadway Saturday, February 18th um, at the Gerald Show... Schoenfeld Theater. Is it in DC? It's in DC. It's going right to be now, in, uh, not quite yet. I don't. Oh no, you're right. It's in DC now from September 2nd to October 16th at the Ford's Theater, and then it's going to be in Toronto's Royal Royal Alexandra Theater, November 15th through January 8th, um, and it's going to also have two special benefit concert performances in Gander, Newfoundland, on October 29th. This one's really interesting. It's about. Um, uh, when when September 11th happened, the planes were not allowed to fly into the U.S., and so they had to be diverted elsewhere. So this is a story about a series of planes that f- that landed in Newfoundland, and um, apparently they landed in this small town, and it's based on real stories that happened, which I, I find this one so interesting. Well, especially for, like, us, like, growing up during that whole thing happening, because it was really, like, a weird thing, but I read that the freshmen going into high school this year are the first class that are going to be learning about 9-11 from a history perspective of a time when they were not born. Wow. That's this is, really This is the first, like, freshmen that were not yeah. alive when 9-11 happened. Wow. It's so fascinating. Um, and if you want tickets for that, 
American Express card members are actually going to get a little bit of a little special favoring as they, here. As they do a lot of times. I feel there's always like some sort of an American Express bonus or pre-sale going on. Uh, they can get their tickets on October 11th starting at 10 a.m. And the general public will get can get theirs October 24th, which is at 10 a.m. as well, which is like a very long... It's like a good like week or two that you I can feel like are they sponsoring it is that is that why there's a pre-sale I'm guessing that like they have to yeah if they're getting especially that much of a pre-sale like, like usually it's like a day in advance right. like this is like a week or two like, um and you can get those at telecharge.com that's t e l e charge.com um so go check that out and let us know how that show is and if you go to the main areas. website you can check some of the music um, yeah you on can the website. on the website um, and then Hello Dolly announced that it has its new cast, creative, and design teams, which we know this one's going to be exciting because Bette Midler is starring in so it. So excited. Oh my gosh. So excited for Bette Midler to play. To Hello go back Dolly. to, I'm just yeah. excited for back to Broadway. Like she's yes. been in Vegas for so long. I right. Um, and this is kind of, I'm going to go. That one for sure hasn't been touring, touring in, in a like while. Years. Like so, I think it was something like 50 years when I was reading the article. I can't remember. It was a it was, very prolonged period of time. Well, it was, um, what's her face that did the original? Carol Channing. Carol Channing, thank you. I was, like, in my head, I was, like, trying. I was, like, it's not Carol Burnett, but that's what kept coming in I my have head. this friend who does this great impression of Carol Channing, and I kept like trying it at home to see if I could do it and I'm like uh it's just not good but you know her voice is so distinctive she she has a very distinct (laughs) voice um and I'm gonna go through this real fast so they have three-time Tony Award winner Santo LaQuasto's scenic and costume design five-time Tony Award winner Natasha Katz for lighting design Tony Award winner Scott Lear and for sound design Andy Einhorn for music direction Tony Award winner Larry Hockman for orchestration orchestration Tony Award winner Don Pippen for vocal arrangements, Glenn Kelly for dance arrangements, and Telsey and Company cast for casting. So they seem to have a lot of they're booking up. They're booking up their crew. They are definitely looking for some Tony Awards in the future for this revival. Yes. Um, and then Finding Neverland has announced their cast for their tour. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for that. I I don't. It comes to LA. Not I yeah, mean, not I that you guys care like when it comes to LA, but I don't it comes know. There to, might be people that yeah, are in it, LA watching. It comes to LA next year, and I'm so I think in excited. March, February or March, it comes. The tickets haven't gone on sale yet, but oh man, I can't wait till they do. Well, I'm interested in watching it because I'm interested to see because I love the movie. I love the movie, so I want to so see much. like how they translated that. And I feel Which I think like, it's like easy. Yeah, easy I feel like because Peter Pan is a play, and it's such a beloved and wonderful play. To make Finding Neverland into a play, it's like a no-brainer. I mean, half of it is just creating the play in his mind, right? Right. So, so I'm all, I'm all excited for like what kind of beautiful, magical, wonderful special effects that they're going to have. Um, and some of the it's going to start touring this fall. Obviously not coming here until, like we said, next spring, winter, spring. But uh, it's having Kevin Kern, Christine Dreyer, Tom Hewitt, Joanna Glashock, Jordan Cole, Finn Faulkner, Ben Krieger, Jacob Morrill, Gregory Treckle, Mitchell Ray, and I'm sorry if I butchered any of those names. Um, and, and it begins performances in Buffalo, New York on October 7th. So, soon. 
I know. I'm so excited for this. I've seen Peter Pan like 8 billion times as a kid. <laughs> and so, and I love, like you, I love the movie Finding Neverland. So seeing how well, they're going to translate with, I don't this. know if you did too. I grew up with like the Mary Martin. Like yes. we had, we VHS recorded it. So I have all the old Campbell soup yes. and Oshkosh Bagosh commercials in it too, which is just the most amazing thing for me. Um, and our last bit of news is that Leona Lewis is going to depart Cats on October 9th. Um, she let us know via Twitter she said, wow, I can't believe less than a month till I leave New York. Time has flown by. I'll miss my yeah, I, cats really on Broadway family like crazy. By. I feel like we just announced that she, she was, was going to be in cats. Well, I think she was only in it for a very limited time, oh, okay. though. It was only like two or three months, right? I think so. Well, I mean, it has to be. I don't know. There's been so we much controversy over her with it, which I saw clips and I wasn't, I, I didn't see, I thought she was fine. Oh, I thought she was fine, too. I mean, this is saying this about Cats, which is, like, one of my least favorite musicals, so, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. There's always, like, this little warm spot. Like, I like as a storyline, I don't love Cats, but, like, there's always a little warm spot because I grew up with that VHS t- recording of the show, and, like, we would dance and, like, sing the songs. I love the music. I mean, the music for the Cats is great. And the costuming and makeup is, like, amazing. That was the one thing, I think, with her that was weird to me was that they didn't make her look older. Mm-hmm. they kept her kind of very young looking because like every other cat like almost like, to a creepy way i was like they look just like the cat that was in the vhs recording i had as a kid <laughs> like it like it looks like the same actor well i do feel like when when certain um long-running musicals have a formula like we like gypsy um people don't want to mess with it too much but also when you had such like a really cool idea of how to create people looking like cats like why mess right with that? right it's the same thing with lion king it's like you made all these like cool animal puppets you're not gonna suddenly like reinvent the wheel you're gonna give people what they come to see which is singing and really cool animal puppets we're not just gonna put you in a one-piece velcro suit <laughs> no thank you came uh, here for the puppets and you can find all more information on all these stories by going to broadwayworld.com. And there's many, 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 many more articles there, too, as well. So if you're a Broadway fan, go check those out. Um, all right. So this movie. It's interesting because this movie... Okay, so you and I are both not of the generation of this movie. So I feel like we have to state that out at the beginning because when you're reading articles about the movie, the original... Uh, play was in 1975 Mm -hmm. and so the people who loved that play came and saw the movie and they were kind of like well yeah because i mean it's like 10 years later because this was a 1985 movie and i grew up with the movie because uh my i remember just watching with my mom which i didn't realize until i talked to her recently but she hates the movie like she loves the show it's like one of her favorite shows and she hates the movie and i never knew that i was like what are you talking about we watch all the time she goes i've watched that movie twice in my entire life and i was like (laughs) Am I forgetting something? Like, I thought I watched that movie many You're like, times. I thought we were having a good time, Mom. I thought we were having a good time. <laughs> Apparently not. Um, but, yeah, what I what, that's what I mean. It's like people, um, and I don't think this applies to James Lott Jr. because he loves everything, but um, people that are in your mom's generation who saw the play live are, like, seeing the movie and they're like, oh, my God, I hate this movie. And obviously I understand that if you saw a live play um, – Whereas if they made certain changes to a movie, that might make you upset. And I, I've had I've had feelings like that um, about plays and movies and whatnot. But it's interesting because I, like you, saw the movie first. So I was like, eh, I don't get the big deal. I understand the changes. Well, it's like I saw the movie and I liked it. 
Like, it wasn't, like, my favorite of all time thing, but I remember liking it. And then I saw the theater production, and then I rewatched the movie this week, and I was like, oh. Yeah, the thing with the theater production... Now I get it. Yeah, the thing, <laughs> the thing with this, and as... Um, and James and I were talking about how in Chicago the set is very similar to this, or it's, like, in Rent, too, where the it's very bare bones. And if you make a movie, you you kind of, like ruin alienating the people who who love the fact that it's so theatrical Mm -hmm. and that it's something that sometimes you can only experience in theater like i don't know how they're doing wicked as a movie and it's like i don't know yeah certain certain parts are it's gonna be interesting yeah it's like i don't know how they're gonna recapture that kind of magic like the point where and i don't feel like i'm giving anything away but when she sings defying gravity um they make this effect where it looks like she's rising above everybody in the audience and basically like singing at the top of the state at the top of yeah, the stage. Yeah, I feel stage. like all they're going to do is make her fly away. Right. And then <laughs> it's like that is not as impressive versus like when you're in an audience and someone has just like risen all above you and is like singing and is like high there. It's like a special effect that can only happen in a special moment that can only happen in the theater, which is one of the well, reasons why. That's why it's why, like hard. That's why it's like yeah. it's hard when you're such a theater fan, but when you go to the movies... I think it's important to try your best to be like, okay, this isn't the theater show. Like, let me see what they did with it. And then it's just a question of did they do the changes they make in a good way or a bad way from the show? Because obviously if they do just the show, then it's like, okay, because it's not as spectacular on screen. Right. And that, I mean, I can see whereas having seen the play and having seen this, where the play you get this kind of like intimacy as if you're the person almost like auditioning these people or you're there in the room with the auditioners mm-hmm. so there's this like level of personability that you you can't really get as much on a film I mean yes you can do close-ups but when when you're in that room it gives you the sense of like being in the audition room which is a feeling you can't recreate yeah. on a film so I understand why they inserted the the they made the Cassie and um Zach Michael Zach Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. The Cassie and Michael Douglas story. Um, Why they made the Cassie and Zach story bigger, I just, you know what is interesting is my only complaint then is that if that's what you're going to do, you're going to make this story more about Cassie and Zach, then why didn't you start with that in the beginning? I don't understand why. I mean, it kind of does because it starts with her in the taxi, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, let's let's just delve into this whole Cassie-Zach thing because this was my issue with it. It's not my... You're trying to have these two storylines because in this one, Cassie is arriving late. We don't know really why she's coming to the theater. She's not originally there. It seems to audition. She just wants to talk to Zach. Right. Then she decides she's going to audition. She needs a job. She needs somewhere to live. Like, But it's like in the play, she's there from the beginning. So now it's like looking even more like special treatment when she gets chosen at the end, which I have a big issue with because I'm like, if I was one of those girls that didn't make it, I'm like, this girl like didn't even, she wasn't even here. She was late, which in theater, if you're late, like. And I don't know. I just, if you're going to do all these different like flashbacks, why wouldn't you start that at the beginning? Because that's your story. But plus it's like this hard thing because it's like we're having the story of the audition and we're having the story of her and they're kind of taking over each other. So you don't get the full story on either. Right. That yeah. And and I can see like the only other way to do that I think would make the other characters like kind of tie into Cassie somehow and I don't know how you would do that. And the only either. person that does is like his assistant. Right. Right. And Terrence Mann. I do like the addition of the assistant though. Yeah. I, I liked the addition of the assistant because I think it it, it is weird 
Um, again, I saw the movie first and then the play. So it was weird being like, well, okay, why are Zach and the choreographer doing everything when you, I think like most directors at that level would have an assistant. So it just seems strange to me. Sorry, I'm just looking at the live chat roll right now. Someone just wrote scandal. You don't like cats <laughs> dancing and singing in a dumpster. <laughs> but it's true. That was Jazz41173. And hello to everybody in the chat. We have also, uh... Ryan Conway. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Thanks um, for joining us in the chat roll. But Thanks for not watching football. <laughs> joining us in, in the, the chat, chat roll. <laughs> I know our Sundays for the next few weeks are going to really... If you're like me and you don't give two craps about football, you can come here and talk about Broadway till your heart's content and we will and try to And if you do love football, because, you know... No, no, I'm not going to hate on you if you no, do. if you do love football, I suppose you'll be watching later us on. later on, which is fine. <laughs> it's fine. But, like, if you're lonely, like, I, I, if I wasn't coming in here, I would be just sitting in my apartment probably watching theater shows on my television. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those were my main things with the Cassie storyline. I thought it was distracted from what the original show was. And then it gave us this, like, we don't get either one. Like, it crosses over with the music, so we don't even get to hear half the songs. I will say, though, that, um, and that girl has such a, like, Molly Ringwald, older Molly Ringwald kind of look, which is, like, distracting to me, too. Like, Bette Midler meets Molly Ringwald. Yes, yes. Um, But at the same time, so, I don't know, because I'm so familiar with, like, Terrence Mann and Michael Douglas, um, having her in there, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this girl, and it was more of an I don't know how I feel about her just because I'm not familiar with her, but then I was like... I kind of like her, and I like her. I liked her chemistry. I thought she had, yeah. as an actress, um, had good chemistry with Michael Douglas. Yeah, no, that that was definitely good for her, and it was good for him because, like, I liked seeing him get so angry because before it's like anger from a microphone, and we're like right. not really seeing this man. I thought you were gonna say anger from someone boiling your rabbit. What? <laughs> you never saw? Um, what's that? Oh, fuck! Now, I, like, the name of the movie, um, Fatal Attraction. No, I've never seen it. Oh, with Glenn Close and him, and she boils uh, his rabbit. It was, mm. It's disturbing. No, I just thought because <laughs> has nothing to do with this. But I think that was like you know, it it took away from the storyline, the original storyline. Plus, like I said, it gave her the special treatment that was obviously special treatment, right? And it also it really bugged me that she kept interrupting the audition. Like, cause like you have this guy here trying to get to work on time. We have all these people being like, how long is this going to take? There's all this stuff is going on. We're telling our like deepest, darkest, like life story secrets that he wants us to tell and trying to get raw and deep with him. And you're just walking in here and keep interrupting and being like, I'm going to audition now. Hey, and I, I understand that like in, in the theater, you know, when you know somebody in any sort of arts, really, like, you know, somebody, you like their work, you want to collaborate with them all the time. Special treatment, I will say special treatment in in the way of, um, you know, I don't always think that these people like suck at what they do. And then they're just given special treatment. I think she, they've pointed out and demonstrated that she's talented. But it's just like, her talent is put above others because of their past relationship. And I do think that happens in real life. So I felt like on a certain level, you know, I'm annoyed as an audience member where you're like, wow, she's getting so much more special treatment and more. My main thing was just that she showed up late because I'm just coming from a theater background. If you're late, like, oh, sorry. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've been in auditions where someone has showed up late to the to the callback and they're like, you have to leave. 
Yeah, you're not allowed to audition. You're not allowed to audition because part of this is a job. These people want it badly enough, they're going to show up on time. Um, And another big change that they made was the music. They definitely, like, while they kept the songs, like, for the majority of the part, like, they changed the instrumentals behind them, which gave it, like, this kind of weird feel to me. And I have some... I'm going to take my favorite one because I wasn't here last week and I get to do that. Go ahead. Um, so I have some examples of that. So if we could play like uh, to the engineer in the booth, our first example, this one's the theater show um, section of Dance 10 Looks 3. Dance for my own enjoyment. That ain't it, kid. That ain't it, kid. Dance ten looks three. Love, love this version. And I still have a problem with this actress having no tits. I was like, what is this? Why do they always cast people with no boobs? But that could be an actual surgery for her. She could have been like completely flat. And That's you don't true. want to be too big as a dancer because it does throw you off. Like, and I don't know if I just this is a rumor, but uh, the girl from Glee, Brittany, I heard got a boob job, and then she tried dancing and it was throwing her off too much, and she went back and had it re- yeah. taken off. Um, okay, so that was the original one, and then here's the movie version. I think this is because the actress can't sing. Dancing for my own enjoyment. And of course, you know, but you could just see that they slowed it down. Yeah, and they did that with most of the songs. They did this really slowed version. And I don't, yeah, like I don't know if it's because they were dealing with people that weren't singers. Yeah. Because you can tell just by this that she doesn't have a very good range. Yeah. Well, and that's like, and I don't, I don't hate it, but it does create not so much for this song. I just use this song because I love this song. But for the opening, it creates like in the theater, like you know, I hope I get it. I hope I get it. Like this like, right. quick pace thing creates like this anxiousness right. that all of those characters are feeling. And then when they take it to the movie, they're like, I hope I get it. I hope I get it. How many people does he like it's like takes away that feeling of like that that song is supposed to make you feel right right so I think that that was a big hinder to that I do appreciate though that this actress did like she was beautiful so you can yeah. imagine that like it's a character where you could really could like looking at her imagine okay like she she could have had plastic surgery to look this beautiful but um and I think you know they they did stay true as far as like the ensemble cast. They stayed true to their their backstories and the general overarching plot line. Yeah. Um, but there was um, there was someone that I guess the director of the movie went on a show and he said that uh, I think I wrote it down to try to make that the, this was about kids breaking into show yeah. business and then the, someone from the original cast got really upset. Yeah. Like that's not what this is. And right. That, like, if that's what you're trying to portray, then that's why, in their opinion, it failed. Yeah, but, I mean, it's weird that he would say that, because even with, like, you had this whole backstory with Cassie, like, being this, like, young... But I, but I do get it. Like, Cassie and Sasha are kind of, like, the only two there that I felt were, like, really old. Right. Um, but then you you still have that whole thing where where people are hesitant to tell their age or they're lying about their age and you still have the character who breaks his knee. Um, 
what was his name? Paul San Marco. Paul, yeah. Paul San Marco. Um, you well, still depends have, on if you're doing his Italian name or his or his real name. Um, I just like the name. <laughs> um, but you have you still have that character like injuring himself, which really he would not have injured himself to that extent no. if he was if he was young, you know. So I, I do think that it's weird. It's just weird to me that, like, they would say that, yeah. you know? It's like, you're clearly not portraying that across the board. Um, and then there was also this, like, kind of underlying thing where they kept interrupting the songs and the with monologues and, like, going back and forth. Like, it really bugged me during the um, I, I Can Do That when all of a sudden we walked away from it. And I was like, what? and then he's back and he's swinging on a rope. And I'm like, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> There were some, there were some random moments. Like, like I, I want to hear the song. I, you know, I, I do still wish the ensemble had sang, I did it all for love. You know, there were some changes that were made where yeah. you're like, I don't understand why you made this Well, change. yeah, I mean, they replaced Hello 12, Hello 13, Hello Love, and Give Me the Ball with Surprise, Surprise, which I didn't, like, it's not that I hated the song, it's that I felt it took away the meaning, mm-hmm. because Hello 12, Hello 13, Hello Love is all about, like, their, all their different experiences. Yeah. Of, like, kind of dealing with growing up and whether that be sex or whether that be their body or whether that be whatever. And surprise, surprise, like, it was very much just about sex. Yes. Yeah. For sure. So, they just portrayed it in different ways. And I don't know. I mean, yeah. It is what it is. Um, I didn't mind the, the Cassie's new song though. Like, I didn't that either. I didn't and like, mind. The, the, I didn't remind it either. That's um, "Let Me Dance for You" instead of "Music in the Mirror." But they use the same instrumental as "Music in the Mirror," so the only times it did bug me was when it got to the chorus, and I kept wanting it to be that because yeah. I heard that little ding right. that's supposed to be. Yeah, but um, and then also that they did uh, Cassie singing "What I Did for Love," like mm-hmm. you said, instead of. I mean, I guess now, now, like, which makes it a different meaning. Yeah, now, like, thinking about it, it's like, yeah, you're putting, you're putting this back in the, like, you're trying to show that Cassie Zach love story, but it's like then you completely alienate all the other characters that you mm-hmm. that you've included. It's not like what they've all done for love, what uh, what their love of dance, like what they've done to do right. that. It's like what she did for her love of it to get. And having to forsake her love for him. And you could even have her singing with the rest of the ensemble and have everybody have a different meaning. Yeah. You know, you can still you do that. You could have easily have done it. Um, and then they... And then it's also really awkward because, like, when those kinds of moments happen, you're like, well, like, what's everybody else doing? Because they've been singing <laughs> around for a really long, <laughs> a long period time. of time. Um, and then they got rid of and sing... And the tap combination was eliminated. I was mad that they got rid of Sing. That's one of my favorite numbers because I, I can't sing. It also was, like, funny that to me that they got rid of Sing because everything about her character, like, leads you to believe that she's going to do that. Because right? she already has, like, yeah. a really awkward talking voice Right. Well. They set you up for that and then they knock you down. Sorry, Jazz is asking, did we watch the show Bunheads on the CW with Sutton Foster and Kelly Bishop? I, I did not. not. But if it's on, like, Hulu or Netflix, I'll check it out. Um, the only reason I did not, I think, is because um, when I was younger, they had that whole, like, center stage thing, and, like, the, like, ballet became kind of like a, a re-phenomenon, I don't know, in pop culture, and then um, the... If you haven't seen Center Stage, it's it's uh, it's showing like 
the dark seedy underbelly of ballet and I was like I don't know if I can handle this again for like a show if it is similar if it's not if it's happier let me know but um there's a lot of like bulimia and sadness going on um and Jess also brought up a thing which was I was going to bring up too um about could an unknown as Zach have helped and not like have it be Michael Douglas I agree I think think, that's a good point well no because it's like, like, well, we all love singing, like, I say all the time with movies, it's, like, a whole producer thing of, like, we need a name. Right. Uh, but it does, you know, hinder it when you have Terrence Mann, who's a great actor, you have Michael Douglas, who's a great actor, and then you have all these people that are dan- professional dancers, and, like, while they can act, it's not, like, to that level, and that makes it seem like they're worse actors in my... But I do think, not only that, but it's, like, knowing, like, Michael Douglas comes from, like, acting royalty family. So even if he, like, even if we're talking about a movie in 1985, he's still as big then as he was now, as, well, like, I mean, when he was born. His father, That's like... what I mean. Like, he comes from acting royalty. So it's, like... Y- you already have this person who's, like, insanely well-known, and it's hard to have that person kind of be representing some sort of, like, neutral side party when your focus is pulled towards mm-hmm. him. Um, and it, you're, I, I think that's, like, I think that's a really good argument. And I also think it's weird that Terrence Mann doesn't sing. <laughs> it's just so weird to me. I'm like, why wouldn't you use and I told, him? I told Jackie this earlier. And, like, go back and look at him in this because it is kind of, like, it's obviously not because it, he would have had to be much, much older now. But Terrence Mann does kind of resemble Hugh Laurie nowadays. Yes, he does. Um because my boyfriend was like, is that Hugh Laurie? And I was like, no, that's not Hugh Laurie. This is 1985. It's 1985 <laughs> Terrence Mann. Hugh Laurie was too busy. Um, Being British doing, somewhere. I don't know what he was doing yet. Because I was like going to say like the, the but, was it Buttons movie? I don't know. But I am pretty sure that Hugh Laurie came from stage work since... Uh, Theatrical work. Most people, most most British people. I mean, most British people. Like it's like it's like throwing a dart at a huge wall, and like that's full of. I don't know. This is a terrible analogy. All I'm saying is that if someone is British, it's very like if some actor is British, it's very likely they came from From stage. Yeah, yeah, that they came from the theater. Um. So obviously, this is all bit discussion kind of led up to us talking basically about how the play was a success and this one failed as a film like it it got mixed reviews like it did get nominated for oscars it did have some things that people liked but overall and i do think that final dance number is like phenomenal yeah that final dance number blows blows you away i mean whether it's on stage or on film like it's i think it's impressive well I, i read that number of directors turned it down because they just didn't think that the show could translate into a movie you know, I, I completely I completely respect that because it's like I feel that way about certain plays. And I'm still amazed that I love the movie Chicago because the play Chicago, you can see it kind of like you can see a chorus line and think, I have no idea how you're going to do that. Yeah. You know, and they, they managed to pull it off. And it's I think I think sometimes, too, a chorus line, um, a lot of the problems they had was were those little scenes that they brought away from the stage. Um, maybe if there was a way to, like, tell Cassie's story to It was, it to, was, it to was Zach, two different like, movies. It was yeah. two different movies. And we needed a movie about the audition process or we needed a movie about Cassie and Zach. Right. You have her backstage, like, making all these phone calls and stuff, and it and, kind of distracts you. And you have you. him sitting there watching her dance, going into flashbacks of her doing that same dance. 
I don't mind, you know what, I don't even mind well, the dance flashbacks because at least they're on stage. Like, I sort of felt like I was backstage at the Muppet Show, you know, like, in these side scenes where I was like, is Kermit going to come out and talk to her? Because, like, this, <laughs> this is what this set looks like. I don't know. I think there's just a multiple thing. And then there was also a mention that I saw of them saying that they didn't deal with the gay characters as much. They kind of shoved it aside. Like, they mentioned they that they were gay, but they but, didn't go as into it as the play does. I still do think that the that Paul's character, I still do think that you get that same, like, maybe not so much with the other gay characters, mm-hmm. maybe they didn't do them justice, but I feel like they did him justice in the sense that you really do get this feeling, um, and this is the character who does drag and his parents find out, um, you really do get that sense of, like, overwhelming, like, sadness uh, with, with that- him with him being, like unable to like relate to his parents and unable to to really be himself and then struggling between like do I be more masculine and and I also think that um it was nice to see a director treat him like family after he Mm. gave that whole experience so it was nice to see the director come down um and kind of put his arm around him and say hey it's okay calm down you know yeah um sorry um, and then, so this was, like I said, nominated for Oscars. It was nominated for Best Original Song for Surprise, Surprise, Best Film Editing, and Best Sound Mixing, which it didn't win any of them. Um, I don't know if it really deserved to or not, like, because I don't know, like, I forget what I said it was up against those years. But. Yeah, it's always, with the Oscars, it's always about what it's up against, because, you know, there can be some movies and you're up against something else and I think that I I think I read that it lost surprise surprise to something by one a song Lionel Richie wrote for a movie so there's that That (laughs) um so okay let's just get into which do we prefer I prefer the stage show and and this is also because I I'm so excited to see that people are taping live theater shows because I honestly think there's nothing wrong with just taping the live theater show so someone can hopefully kind of experience it as it was meant yeah, to like be Yeah, like they do with Mary Martin and Peter Pan. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's, maybe that's too because we grew up doing that. There's, there's a... Because that's what the NBC musical used to be rather than now they do it where they film it. It's not, it's live, but it's different sets, it's different areas. Which I don't even mind that either. Like, I, I do like the idea of giving someone a more, like, m- I don't know, like musical experience rather than like a feature film experience. Because I, I do want think them just to actually just tape the show. Yeah, I, I <laughs> mean, I do, I do love that because they did that with Into the Woods. They did that with, um, oh my gosh, the uh, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. I know that's probably like the worst movie anybody's ever seen, but I still <laughs> love it. Um, I have no problem with like taping theater because I, I think that and that's why I think like with them taping Newsies. Um, and them taping, them starting to do that, um, is it Broadway HQ or something? I can't yeah. remember. Where they're taping plays and putting them up on yes. there. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a great thing because it's going to make people want to go to the theater. Whereas if you watch this movie and you fell in love with the movie, that they changed it a lot from the theater and then you go to the theater, then you didn't know that maybe. Right. And you're going to have possibly a inferior or a bad time because yeah. you were expecting it to be something there's else. just some things that you can't replace and i i you know 
I'm so glad that live theater is not dead, and I'm so glad there's aspects of live theater you can't replace. And the live show chorus line is one of those things that mm-hmm. you just can't replace it. You, you can't, can't mimic it into a movie. It doesn't translate. Yeah. Same thing with Rock of Ages. Um, People who made that movie, it was terrible. <laughs> so, that one could have been done well. <laughs> that one, I don't know why that one went wrong. We'll it get was into like, that when we cover yeah. that one. Um, and speaking of newsies, we're um, we're talking about the, the movie. New, the movie next week. Next week. Um, Love Newsies, one of my favorite m- movies, but the musical is so wonderful because it's so different from the movie, but in a way that brings an, like a whole nother world of enrichment that can only happen in theater, which is this like this cool like dancing that's happening almost. Also, it feels like everywhere. Also, Newsies is on tour right now. It was just here in Los Angeles. I can't. I don't know where it's going from here. It just but it just left here. So I'll check it out and see if it's in your area. It was it was a really fun show to watch, and the the lead guy was amazing. Um, also, I want to make a, a an adjustment. James had said last week on the show, and I ty- I did hear it wrong. My mom had said to watch the chorus line from the orchestra. That was false. She said, do not watch it from the orchestra. Watch it from the balcony because the mirror effect is you can't get from the orchestra. Got it. So I wanted to make sure I corrected that. Um, also, I need to call out the fact that I am wearing my leg warmers. Love it. With jazz shoes. Because Working I got called it. out for not wearing headband and leg warmers, <laughs> which I won't be doing for every she show. She can't do but, it for every show, guys. But I did it for this show. So for Omar, that's for you. <laughs> oh, and speaking of Omar, he left us this really nice comment on iTunes. You guys, if you leave us a comment, um, a positive comment, we'll read it on air. <laughs> I'm not reading shitty comments on air. We know this. Also, constructive criticism comments are welcome, not negative yes. ones. Yeah, but not like, your face looks like poop. I can't fix that, okay? <laughs> but if you like us, please subscribe to us. Go to iTunes, go to Google Play, go to SoundCloud, uh, rate, subscribe. You can press a little like on YouTube right now below, that little thumbs up. And we love reading your comments here as well. Like, thank you to everyone and in the chat And we love the people role. who join the chat role. It's a, it's it's fun to get comments in, in the chat role and enhance our conversation. Oh. It was Lionel Richie's for Say You, Say Me from White Knights, ironically starring dance legends. <laughs> I'm not going to read the whole thing out because I can't read those names. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to butcher them. Oh. But that's what won over. Surprise, surprise. Makes Thank sense. you. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's about it. That's it. Where can they find you, Jackie? 123 Jackie B on all platforms. And on Snapchat, Jackie B123. And me at BFIPS14 and BFIPS1214 on Snapchat. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week for some newsies. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.